Is it recording for you? No. All right, so let's start. <laughs> okay, hello, welcome, welcome to episode one of the pod. Uh, it's uh, me and producer Shell. I might call him Josh sometimes, but who really? Because that is my it? name. Well, your last name. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what your last name is, but we call you <laughs> we call you Shell a lot, and I got to try and stay consistent because that's good. Uh, good radio. Good, yeah. maybe YouTube Zoom video. Unlike, well. unlike this right now. <laughs> but luckily, if you listen to this, you don't have to listen to us too much because uh, we're gonna try and get a esports slash streamer pod going. But we're gonna be uh, interviewing every week. It's not gonna be just us you're listening to. If we ever do Thank any God. sort of, yeah, yeah, no, we. <laughs> We know our role. We're uh, big time role players here at uh, a couple of oh, yeah. And oh, I'm Greg, by the way. If that is noteworthy to anyone. Uh, no one asked. No one asked. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if we ever do segments, we'll, we'll toss them at the end. So only our only our diehard fans can uh, stick around for those. But luckily, we just uh, finished a long, not that long, but like comfortable chunk of time. We don't feel we need any segments after. We got a. Uh, CA Esports, who cover uh, Toronto Ultra and Toronto Defiant, on for some insights, gearing up for champs, COD champs coming up, Toronto Ultra coming off their first and only win of the season, really looking like they're peaking at the exact right time, and we had a lot of fun with them. Uh, You can check them out on YouTube. They have the uh, CA Overwatch page, and then they have the CA Ultra page on there covering both uh, both sports, really uh, just Toronto, Toronto esports guys through and through. CA Overwatch on Twitter is how we made the connection. So, yeah, shout out to uh, Chris, shout out to Spencer. Ton of fun talking with them. And uh, we'll throw our uh, to-be-determined intro music right now. And then we'll... Uh, it's just going to be right me beatboxing. Yeah, look, we uh, we can sort that out after, but uh, (laughs) interview time. Yeah, I guess uh, as I'm saying, with the with the uncut sort of started and all all that, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, You guys got methods on. Yeah, yeah methods. Yeah, methods came oh, on the yeah. show and, and that's uh, uh, super sick. Yeah, no, that was a that was a really good conversation yeah. too. Like, it's it's one thing when you have somebody like that status on. Obviously, it's you know it's a really cool thing, but it's even better when he comes on. And it's like super down to earth, incredibly personable. Like, I think overall the conversation went really well. So like, it was it was it was cool, man. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah well, you, do you um do you know about like Spencer? You want to tell him about like how he came on? Oh yeah, I don't think you guys heard the story. Yeah, we told this on the on the BO3 thing, and obviously it kind of comes up if you if you watch our stuff. But uh, basically, what happened was uh, Methods has been one of our best players all season long. Um, he's been super super consistent, and we had a tournament uh, which we came fourth, I believe, like top four. Um, but in the in our, especially the final game, but in the tournament overall, his like S and D really struggled. Like his KD and S and D was like zero point four eight, which is like an atrocious number, and it's like nowhere near sort of where we expected him to be and where he's been previously. And it was a triple AR meta too for the first time. So I really expected him to pop off and we just kind of didn't get those results. So Chris and I, you know, came in the show and, 
Uh, if you don't know what we do, we usually Talk break smack. down uh, the Toronto Ultra and the Toronto Defiant. So this one was our Ultra show. We yeah, we we talked smack, use it like a little aggressively. <laughs> we obviously were like, you know, it's his first port performance all year long. Like, let's not read too much into it. Everybody has off series, but we we're like, you know, we. <laughs> Had he not put up a 0.48, you know, things might have went a little bit differently. <laughs> um, so we gave, him, we gave right. him a bit of a hard time. And then uh, a few, you know, a few days later, like a week later, something like that, we received a DM. So he followed us and DM'd us being like, hey, guys, just want to say like big fan of the show. Love your stuff. And uh, I'll make sure to bump up those S&D numbers for you guys next weekend with like a bit of a like crying face. So like throwing some shade, <laughs> you know, I had to take the sunglasses off for that shade, but it was uh, yeah, it was yeah. funny. So I think we responded back being like, yeah, like you're going to have to, if you guys want to win. Uh, Cause at that point we thought we need to win to get top eight. And we were like, but if you do win, you have to come on the show and talk about it. <laughs> Love to so, see. Oh. So obviously not only do they win, but in search and destroy methods clutches up the two V one round 11 to like close out the final game on top of the Ninja diffuse. So I mean, I've never eaten my words so hard <laughs> in my entire life, but I mean, hey, I'll, so, I'll eat my words for a championship any day of the week. You know what I mean? Any day. So in a way, you guys are actually the reason they won. Yeah, he literally yeah. was like, bro, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. podcast. And I was sitting there like, damn, these guys are right. And it legitimately motivated me. Like he said, they're <laughs> awesome. like he was fully like, man, I was pissed. But then I was like, they're not wrong. So, yeah. Thank you, thank you guys for that. That was very fun to watch. Yeah, I, know. I mean, he but. obviously deserves the credit, but yeah, uh, I'd, say, no, no. I'd say I had some hand in that. A they should have called us out. They should have called us out there. And, uh, and uh, now just thank you to uh, CEO of Watch for yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> for, for coaching. I feel like he's just had an awesome year, like online with the mustache, with the chicken parms. Like he's just been funny oh, all year. Brand. So like content wise, like what a perfect time. What a perfect guest. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, his brand's he's, fantastic. Uh, like he really embodies, I think, what it means to be an ultra player. Well, he's one of those, he's one of those OG Call of Duty players. Like, you know, all of us play Call of Duty back in the day. He's one of those guys that didn't like hop on the train later on and try to get better at it. He's been, he's like been ingrained in that culture for such a long time, which is like the Call of Duty culture, which is like not, I wouldn't say like super bro, but it's like, you know, a little more like for the boys uh, type of thing. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of worked out, right? No, yeah. He's, he's awesome. one of the youngest players to ever, I think, compete. Like he's been competing at a pro level 16. since he's like 15, 16. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in there for a while. Uh, well, and, and building off that, so obviously that's kind of like a dream guest. Like if Shell and I ever get this guy, like we're bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have like an, a new goal now? Like what, what's next for you guys? Like how, how are you going to top that ever? Uh, I mean, obviously it depends sort of where the podcast goes. You know, do we ever like, uh, you know, do maybe another one from another team, uh, from another game? Um, in front of just a Canadian superstar who knows what the roster is going to look like next season, right? Like, yeah. it's big, but you never know. Um, man, honestly, like, uh, for if we ever do the defiant one, I think having Sherfron would be really cool, uh, depending oh. on how things go with it, the playoffs and stuff like that. That's probably one of the docket, but like, man, just a player, any pro player in general, I think is great. Like, even the GMs, coaches, like, I'll take you know, I was going to keep putting out content that like fans and stuff want to see. Um, and then yeah, I one think- day, one day we can maybe get there. I think it's um, a lot of it's just about making sure it's not a one-time thing. Like, you know, the point is, is that you want to establish a relationship where it's, you know, easy to talk to one certain like media source uh, to like get things out there and stuff. So hopefully, you know, the goal would be to like have a more of a consistent thing where it's almost like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say necessarily it needs to be somewhere. It's like a post game type of like quick, you know, chat or something like that. But, you know, it'd be cool to have these people on more often so that like, people can get into the minds of these players and feel more connected to them on like a personal level. 
Yeah, that was like yeah. probably the best part of that of that episode. If you guys check it out, like it's um obviously we talked like ultra and stuff like that, but he went this whole conversation about like the mentality and the stress that goes into being a pro player and like not like stuff that like not a lot of people talk about. And that was like probably some of the best part. Yeah, like and also like I'd love to have Kleenex on too, right? Kleenex has been popping off yeah. all year long. So there's some other players we have on sort of our radar who we wanna who we wanna bring on, but um also just any honestly, any Canadian who's popped up in esport at one point I'd love to have on because in the offseason that's what we normally do, right? Like you can't break down the call of duty league when it's not happening. So yeah. in the off season, you usually reach out to like other Canadian esports personalities and try to bring them on. Um, so yeah, we got some, we got some stuff. Okay. Some well, segue, segue here, you know, it is <laughs> in the season. So uh, let's talk about it. Ultra coming up to champs. I filled out my bracket of you guys. Uh, Gone through the bracket, I'm sure, multiple times. Yeah, I have mine filled out right in front of me, actually, because we're about to record our, our preview video ourselves coming up. Oh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, ha- I have the bracket up. How do you guys... Uh, <laughs> Did you sneak peek? How do we have Ultra doing? Man, I actually have Ultra going far. The problem is I try to do two. I try to do one where I'm like, yeah, I'll let my bias you know, consume me. <laughs> and I try to do like another one where I'm like, yeah, maybe I won't drink the Ultra juice as, as hard as I might. Yeah, But, yeah, man, yeah. like... It's hard. It's kind of hard not to where, I mean, again, I think we had, um, we had the analyst from Paris Legion on last week, I believe Brennan, you know, Novus Vita. Yes. And he was, uh, I'll bring up a stat that since we've brought Kleenex into the roster, we went from a 30% map win rate to like a 73% map win rate in the CDL, uh-huh. like a 73% map win rate <laughs> win rate is an insane. I mean, obviously some of them are really close. Like you're not going to win every map five round 11. Uh, so I think it's a bit of it is, you know, a little boosted by our ability to like clutch because we couldn't clutch at all throughout the year. And we finally sort of turned that around, but um, I have us going pretty far. Here's the one thing. Um, my thoughts on Toronto ultra is, you know, we have like, we have a proven record against Huntsman phase and Dallas empire. Like we've beaten all those teams, which is pretty sweet. But if we beat London Royal Ravens, uh, ultra does we're up against Florida mutineers next. And that story is a little bit more unfinished. Like I'm, I'm much more unsure about that game versus any of the games against the other top four. So that's that's like the one issue is that if we get to that point, we that that could be like a drop off spot. Like it's hard to kind of predict what's going to happen with that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think you'd love to get Minnesota first and then stay on that top line. But yeah, yeah that's not that's not yeah. how that. Yeah. So if we beat if we beat uh, Ravens, we do play um, Mutineers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I mean. We we. If we beat Ravens, which I'm, I'm guessing we will, we play Mutineers. That's not an easy matchup. There's definitely a world in which we lose that game. That game's going to be tough. Like, London Royal Ravens are a legit team. Wuskin's one of the best ARs yeah. in the league. Um, but I, I also have us coming out of that game. I just think, I mean, it's, we just won the championship. You know, we've been forming so well recently that I do think we get that first match out of the way. But, um, but that, that's, a, that's can, a tough game. That's not easy. That's not a walk in the park. Yeah, those, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely on the, like, realist, realistic end. I... I do have Ultra coming out in uh, game five in that round one, but then I have them going down to the Mutineers. But you never know what you're getting with the Mutineers. I feel like they had a long stretch of the season where it's like, oh, they're going to just win the tournament every time. Or, oh, they're two games and they're done. They're getting no points. So I see a world in which yeah, they, they beat, beat them, it. If, they if got- I was doing two two brackets, I think I put them farther than the other. But I, I, I don't know. I do like, obviously, that they aren't in the bottom four. I think it gives them a chance to kind of work their way out too, even if they do lose that Mutineers matchup. Yeah. I, so I, I have them actually losing the first game of the Mutineers. I think there's sort of two things. Even if you lose the first game of the Mutineers, you go into the loser's bracket, right? And then you probably, at least in my opinion, you end up playing Optic 
I think yeah, Optic Gaming is yeah. going to beat the Gorillas and the Rocker. I think they're a pretty good team, especially with Draws and Hollow on there. And I think that's going to be another close game. So I think that we're going to have a close game versus London, a close game versus Florida. I think Optic's no joke either, but I do have us beating Optic. So I think it's like a pretty like objective take to, I think, have Toronto going to the elimination round four. And then you sort of got to start sipping the Kool-Aid if you think they're going to go further, right? You either <laughs> put them against uh, ahead of Florida, which again, oh, yeah. is not a bad take because you're right. Florida had those like back-to-back tournament wins and they're looking really, really strong. And then the last couple, you know, tournaments they haven't performed as well. And before their back-to-back tournament wins, people didn't consider them to be this juggernaut, right? They really like turned their season around with those two victories. So I think ultra beating Florida by no means is a stretch. Um, but the way I had the bracket going, they do end up, you know, beating the Huntsman in elimination round four, which I think also could be a stretch. And then I actually have them beating the Mutineers in elimination round five before <laughs> dropping to the Dallas Empire in the uh, elimination finals. I, I do think that Dallas and Atlanta are probably the top two teams in this thing, uh, at least in my opinion. And, you just have uh, to you just have to tweet at Toronto and let them know that you're yeah, watching. Exactly. <laughs> methods yeah, will exactly. pop off again. Yeah, <laughs> methods, methods actually. Yeah, he said it. He was like, man, if we're going to have any chance, like the number one way to do it is by like thinking we're terrible, right? He's like, if we go in this thing with the confidence of the championship, we're going to lose. Like we yeah. need to, we need to really grind and, and, and take this like really methodically and, and, and really try to, you know, grind it out. So I think we have a good exactly. shot. Yeah. I like, uh, I like what they've done all season and obviously it's a bit of a season recap. I think they have a lot of good players. Like they probably have eight playable players and obviously have juggled the lineup a little bit through the year, but I think they've got it figured out. This is definitely their best five. And so, yeah, I don't overlook London, but I also, I think round five, round four, elimination round four is probably you're happy with that. Anything past that you're, you're really laughing, but I also, yeah, I think uh, optic in, in that sort of bottom four, I think they're the only ones who optic can make so any dangerous. noise. Yeah. Like draws on hollow. They're just if if Cammy didn't have literally the game of his life against Optic Gaming in the last tournament, like I, I feel like there's a good chance we would have lost against them. Like draws on hollow, just they were just so good and consistent. But Cammy, just, Draza. He, yeah. just, he just took the Lord's <laughs> prayer. I don't, I don't. He just he rose from beneath and just clapped. Yeah, no. Cammy had himself a, a, an incredible match, and it's not to say he can't replicate it. It's just, you know, I think he dropped like 16 kills. Like, his S&D has been, I think, uh, Nova Speedo was like, he might be like, yeah, like a top five S&D player in the entire league. Like, he's incredible. And then, but I also think that there's, like, I'll gas him up because I think this team's, you know, showing some good stuff. But, dude, there's 100% um, a very likely situation where we just get double bounced. Yeah. Right. Like, cause you say that that optic is probably the best chance of making noise. And I, I kind of agree, but I also wouldn't short sight Paris either. Right. Paris had themselves like we beat Paris three, one, a few, a few weeks ago, a few tournaments ago. Um, but that three, one was a really close one with some close games and their and their search and destroyers looked incredible. So that's a team that you don't want to go up five with because they probably end up winning, you know, both searches. So you gotta win all your respawns, which is how we actually won that series. We won all respawns. Um, but they were able to be, you know, they went to the finals two tournaments ago, their last tournament, they went to the finals. So, like, in my opinion, Paris is a team that really benefited from the 2AR meta. And, I mean, their coach, Novus Vito, was saying the exact same stuff, that they had some players who, like, were really comfortable in the AR. So, if we lose to London, you know, the next team we play is Paris. And, and that's a tough game, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I got, I got Paris over Seattle. But even Seattle's shown at times they're capable. So, yeah, I definitely Octane's think... so good. The, oh, yeah, he's... Like 
all the stats on him compared to his team and like how much he's carried this year are just absurd. Uh, but yeah, I think that that first game is really important. If they can pull that out, I think it pretty much sets them up for a successful season. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough, and obviously it's hard to kind of bank everything on on one event, especially when it's online. It's it's not LAN, but I think it's going to be fun. It's yeah, it's so hard to I'd say I'd say it's so hard to predict like Tron versus London just because like we haven't played them a lot, right? Yeah. It's like a lot easier to predict Tron versus New York, Tron versus Roker, Tron versus uh, Optic. It's hard to do that. So All right. we'll we'll see how it goes. Let's uh okay, let's give your uh sleeper team and your championship who you got as the realistic champions if you had to bet all your money at even odds on everything. Yeah. Who are you putting it on? And who's your sleeper team? Maybe one that's not being talked about much that you think can kind of probably outside of the top four, who who do you think could be in that championship game? Man, I I generally believe that that probably the the right answer to a sleeper team is the Toronto Ultra. Like like all all like they wouldn't cop out. That's a cop out. A cop was, out it's not. I, I can explain <laughs> it. I can one hundred percent back it up. Like they aren't the team that I'm legitimately putting my money on. Like. I'll answer that in a second, but the team that I think is is the actual sleeper, dude. Seventy three percent map win rate since they put Kleenex in the lineup, right? We we went from like a top four performance, and then we moved Classic out. We performed a little worse with medals, and we brought medals back in, and it was top four, and then a championship, right? And it was like we've shown that we can compete. We've beaten Phase multiple times. You know, we were finally in the previous tournament, dude. We beat Phase. Dallas Empire and the Chicago Huntsman. Now I know the Chicago Huntsman game has a massive asterisk beside it because Pristini did leg out one of the games and that's super unfortunate, but regardless, we still went two and two, even with them, you know, with no asterisk aside. And then we beat Dallas Empire and Atlanta phase. I, th- I think the only other team that I would say maybe deserves a shout would probably be the New York subliners because I think their, their SMG duo is so good with like a, a Oh, I forget. It's like apathy and attach, I think, um, are really good. And then also, uh, Mac has just been so incredible all year long and, and him on the AR is he hasn't really skipped a beat. So I think that New York has the potential to sleeper, but I, I honestly would probably pick the ultra because of just how much momentum they have on their side and how they've looked since they've brought in, you know, Kleenex and classics and bands and methods and Cammy together. And Cammy might be the most improved player all year long. I've said that multiple times. I, I, I think I generally agree. He's the most improved and, and his SD is insane. And then the team that I'm betting all this on is Atlanta Phase. I think that Dallas Empire has probably a good shout too. That was uh Nova's Vitas picked. Uh, I think they're a really, really good team, really consistent team and a really smart team. But I think I think Atlanta just has so much firepower that I think push comes to shove, they're just gonna be able to pull it out. And especially in double elimination, like for somebody to have to beat them twice and like in a six map series, like you you know, because in order to win the final match, you got to win, you know, five maps versus them. Um, it's just going to be so tough. So I know that the favorites are probably the Empire. I think that'd be the smart favorite pick, but I just have that feeling that, man, Atlanta's just going to pull it out. They just have so much firepower. Yeah, uh, so for me, I'm going to ride off of uh, kind of the conversation we had with uh, Brennan from Paris Legion that we go and see that one of the sleepers is Minnesota Roker. I think that a lot of people have recency bias and the fact that like Minnesota haven't been performing in recent times, but like we forgot, like they were like a force to reckon with at the start of the season. Like silly is an absolute God. Uh, you know, they have Alex got our ex, like even though he got, I he's think, getting benched, right? Bench. That's the big he got thing. Bench, yeah. uh, which kind of sucks. Cause he was playing well before. I think they do have like some people who 
you know, lost their stride, but I think now they probably have a chip on their shoulder and are looking to, you know, perform. So that's, I think that's my sleeper. Uh, obviously, you know what? I'm going to have to go with Spencer on who's realistic. Atlanta phase, you know, I, I fucking love Selim. I think he's a freaking, he's a beast, you know, a BZ2, major maniac, fuck, simp. He had, he, simp. Sim had some of the best plays apart from Cammy. Uh, last tournament. He yeah, finished on such a high. Since the fourth name you bring up on that team, like they're, yeah. they're just stacked. You know, he's like he's the M- MVP of the league last year, right? Like he won MVP. Like Sim, and I think you could argue, you could even argue he has been the best player this year, which is insane. Yeah. Like between yeah, him, I think. Abizi, and Sim, you have like, you're like three of the top 10 players, you know, all on one team. And that's no, no, you know, slight to like the other two, right? Major Maniac and, and I forget the fifth, but. Um, they're all talented, but like, man, those three are like, they're insane, right? They're, they're insane. So sell him. I think since the definition of like your pop off player, sell him's you're like very consistently good yeah. player. And, and then a busy is like arguably a top five <laughs> sub, right? Like, Oh man, they're so good. They're so good, but we actually match up really well against them. Like even when we weren't clutching up the map, I think we beat them the previous two times we played them. Uh, we beat them in the tournament where we got top four, and then we obviously beat them last tournament to win the entire thing. And then even before that, we've like brought them to map five twice. Like I, for some reason, because they play so fast, it allows somebody like Kleenex to I think really thrive. Like Kleenex always puts up amazing numbers versus the Atlanta phase. I think they really suit our styles. It's one of those like like they're probably a better team and they probably play a lot of other teams better than we do. But for some reason, like matches make fights. Like I'm a big you know MMA fan as well, and man, sometimes you just match up really well against a team. So I actually think that we struggle a little bit more with like really aggressive ARs like the Dallas empire, like the Florida mutineers. And I think we do better when a team relies more on their subs like Atlanta phase. And, and that's why we perform, you know, so well against those guys. Yeah. Right on. I, uh, I did like the Minnesota pick not on my bracket, but they, they were so good. Like, and their schedule really turned around on them. Their last yeah. few tournaments, like they were playing phase empire, Huntsman Mutineers like first time up or in their in the first two games every time and is like yeah they lost but a lot of teams are going to lose those games and they were really really good at the start of the year yeah I don't know about the roster move I saw they had like a pretty long 10 minute video explaining why and I thought that was cool from like a content transparency perspective but also yeah interesting in terms of the team dynamic obviously I'm sure they're all good friends and and can work around it but i thought that was an interesting video for sure um for me though i do think it's new york as my sleeper i think they're very similar to toronto yeah. i just think they've been more consistent for longer because they made the mac move to get him in earlier and have just been good since that whereas toronto has been very very good with kleenex in but it's only been a couple events and then I think I'm going to Empire to win it. Mm-hmm. That might change because I was really, really high on Atlanta phase all year. But I feel like the last couple of events, even when they've won, it hasn't been as dominant as they were at the start. And maybe they were just bored waiting for champs. And I might flip back on that because <laughs> I do think they were just bored waiting for champs. But I think, uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm leaning Empire. And Empire is a really good team. I think those are the top two. Everyone talks about it being a top four race, but I, I, I think it's it's Empire phase and a very clear Chicago, Florida, and then I think you got. Um, it's it's Ultra uh, New York and 
uh, London as the next three. I don't know if I'll put Minnesota there. I got to see it before I put Minnesota in that like, next echelon. Like I actually think, I mean, I think we have the same graphic where I actually have, you know, optic beating Minnesota. I think you're going to put a 14 there. I'd, I'd actually put optic in that, in that next echelon. Uh, because, you know, they were doing really well at the beginning of the season, but they were doing really well when Goddard X was like an MVP candidate. And then when Goddard X stopped being that, they sort of fell off. So the question is like, obviously he's being subbed out now. And, but, and, you know, you've seen a lot of teams sub somebody out, bring somebody else in and, and seen a ton of success, right? Like New York with Mac, Florida with Awakening, Toronto with Kleenex. But man, I don't know if that the person coming in to replace Goddard X is going to be able to put up those sort of numbers that like MVP type of performance. So um, I think it's a good shout because you're right. They were really good at the beginning, but I still, I still think that that next echelon after that is, is ultra Florida or sorry, ultra London, New York. And uh, can't believe that. Oh, all right. Shelly, what you got? I think he's mute. I think Can he's muted. Yeah. I think this happened. Oh, no. oh, damn. So much for any uh, That's okay. <laughs> I, I showed this guy Suspense. up before the show as the producer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's that's tough break. Tough break. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of want to stray away a bit from the tournament and actually talk a little bit more about you guys because I, I think it's interesting. You guys started off doing Overwatch, correct? Yeah. And then yeah. you moved You moved into Call of Duty. Um, what, uh, what made you move into this this space and and do you plan on expanding into other esports so i think the 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 reason we started this to begin with was we always kind of you know wanted to do a podcast and and talked about overwatch and um problem was i was sort of just like like you know like at that time there was like monte cristo had his oversight podcast plat chat was becoming a thing people were doing it tactical crouch was a thing and i was like man like it's just hard to when you just hop on there like and just start talking and i really want to like find sort of our niche so when I was, you know, we were at the Real Sports Bar in Toronto when they did the, uh, when we reversed up to Houston for the very first game of Toronto Defiant. I was like, Chris, we got to start a podcast, like just covering <laughs> Toronto. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I kind of want to be fan the 590, uh, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's like a very like traditional sports sort of thing where it's like sports talk radio and people can call in and give their opinions. And it's just like, they just talk with the Toronto based teams. And I was like, that doesn't exist. So like talking general overwatch does exist, but focusing on like the Toronto market doesn't. So we decided to start on the, you know, Toronto defiant. We were able to get like the GM came on with an incredible interview. We got a couple analysts on, you know, we got agilities who's Canadian and plays the Toronto defiant. He came on the show. So we started to see some success and, you know, people in the community enjoyed it. And then obviously when Toronto ultra got a team, we immediately were like, okay, we're going to be fan the five ninety four Toronto esports you can't do that and not cover the other, you know, major esport in the scene. That's no disrespect to the Raptors uprising uh, and, and what they do down there. I just, I don't follow the NBA 2K scene at all. Um, and I, I try I don't think many bit. people do. Yeah. And I'm like, man, at the end of the day, like if I want to watch LeBron James, I'm going to watch LeBron James. Like that's just yeah. fake. Like their biggest competitor isn't another game. It's not FIFA sports. It's not NHL 2K. It's like the literal NBA. The real thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was I tough. Also, they do great I have, stuff. I have a gripe with them. They, uh, they're the only account to ever block me. They've blocked me twice. Really? <laughs> I don't even know why. No. I'm like, what are you doing? How are you getting blocked? They're <laughs> Look, it's it's a yeah, we might have to die. It's a rocky road. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. okay. I'll save it. I'll put it on ice. You know what? Now you guys gotta come back. I'll uh, I'll give <laughs> updates. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Part now, Let's go. It's been uh, it's been two two times blocked by Raptors Uprising, and uh, that's funny. I guess I'm a fan, yeah. but I'm less of a fan. 
Yeah, they're like a perfect season. It's the first, they're like absolutely crushing it this year. So I'm I just couldn't get into it. Um, but obviously, when Call of Duty came out, and Chris and I've been Call of Duty, you know, fans for a long time, it was a big nostalgic thing for us too. Um, it was the next Toronto major esport. We had some connections to the organization as we did stuff with the Defiant. So I was confident that we could potentially, you know, get some people on there. Uh, the GM came on. We were still doing the Overwatch stuff and talked about the uh, Ultra. And then we were going to start when the season started. And so just, okay, first game, we're going to come down and break it on. The truth was, we didn't know the scene at all. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I, it's not like I've been following the past three years no. of Call of Duty professionally. So, and I always talked about this whenever we did our, you know, our, our Ultra stuff, or sorry, our Defiant stuff, our Overwatch stuff. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be just another, I don't want to be a guy on Reddit with the mic, right? Like <laughs> I never wanted to be just someone who just like talks out of their ass and just hasn't been like, there's Reddit's for that. And it's great. And I think I love the fact that the community can come back and forth. If you want to have those come in our comment section and have those debates, like we'll always respond. But I never, I always want to be, not like I'm better than that, but I always want to like really put an effort into like analyzing mm-hmm. the game on like a proper level. Like don't just follow the hive mind. And when, when the ultra season first started, I think Chris and I were not on that level. Like we had some opinions, but I think they were a little bit like, Shit. well, his KD is better than his <laughs> <Yeah>. KD. <laughs> not as good. Like I knew nothing about like the map rotations and, and trapping spawns and, well, and how important stuff yeah. like that can be. And like sneaking behind. Yeah. Get to the level where I think that we could actually analytically break down the matches. And then, yeah, once we got there, we're like, you know, what, let's just hop on and do this. So, and, and I actually, kind of by the end of it like i love watching call of duty now like it took it me really really exciting. Good, like, God damn, it's exciting. <laughs> you don't think it is because like when you come from overwatch it's like days with overwatch are just so intricate and stuff that you feel like it's super exciting and then when you go to call of duty you're like oh yeah, yeah they're just shooting each other that's exciting but no no yeah, it's yeah. still super yeah, exciting. Um, it's actually that kind of leads yeah yeah that kind of leads into my my next question so like Esports has this like this rep of like being hard to get into, like, like learn about um, Call of Duty. And where would you recommend other people go to to start getting into esports? So to learn about like what like the yeah. ins and outs of the game, or, or like yeah. from like a career path perspective, because a career no, path no, 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 just for the average average fan. <laughs> average fan. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I think. I think maybe just to yeah. add to that YouTube and just YouTube and watching. Uh... Yeah, go for it. Sorry to add to that. Oh, no, oh, a couple of yeah, go. I add, add to it. Add to it. <laughs> oh, I think oh. just lag. <laughs> Man, so yeah, that's, sorry. It's a, a lot of lag here. Can you guys hear me again? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're good. good. Yeah. I was just gonna say to add to that, almost like a lot of the leagues are franchising out, and there's teams that are Toronto based that are New York based. Like instead of just owned by whatever uh, gaming org. And so maybe someone from Toronto's not been into the esports scene at all before, but now they're like, oh, Toronto has some teams. Where do I start? I think it's kind of like a, a, a summer, summary way to put that question. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you want to talk about Toronto esports, you know, I'll give ourselves a shout out. I think that we kind of cover that basis pretty well. But if you want to like really learn like the ins and outs of like, you know, what makes certain teams better than other teams like you know overwatch it's not just about like clicking heads right like team composition there's there's so many good videos uh like you know car puts out a lot of really good stuff yeah. jane put out a lot of good stuff like plat chat's a really good general source for learning like ins and out of stuff really watching, watching uh this is a lot of yeah no but not watching it like i would like really like, rewatching it because you watch the first time you're kind of a fan and you see something live and you're like oh like wait what, what happened there and i'll make mm-hmm. a note of it 
right? With Call of Duty, I'm like, well, how did we lose that fight? Like, Call of Duty, especially, if you're watching, if you want to learn truly the game of Call of Duty, you can't be watching the player's POV, right? It's all on the right. mini-map. Like, it's, it's like the way they push spawns, the way they try to take... Uh, you know, break, break hard points and like search and destroy the rotation. It's on the mini map. So, I mean, when I'm watching it live, like obviously I'm, I like, I'm, I'm a fan too, right? Like I want to watch the POVs. I want to watch Kleenex pop <laughs> off and, and get insight from like his movement yeah. and stuff. But if I go back and I watch the VODs a second time through, because I have my notes of like, how do we lose this point? How do we lose this play? Um, it's really important to go back the second time and, and watch the mini maps, right. And see like, okay, what did the team do? Um, there's actually a, 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 a caster, who broke down a, one of the final plays for Toronto. I know he cast cause he cast a beat down into some of the challenges stuff. And it was like one of the best pieces of content. I, I retweeted it and uh, I don't forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but there's a, yeah, there's some really good stuff that like really break down individual plays. So I think for sure, YouTube um, and like, like making notes when you're watching the game and then like rewatching them to sort of see like what actually happened mm-hmm. and like, and slowing it down and be like, Hey, well, this person went here. And he picked this person, which allowed this person to go there, right? Like break it down and you start to see patterns emerge. And then you kind of start to get bit, the love, you know, the game. a little bit of a job now though. You know, like uh, just instead of just watching for pure enjoyment, you're like, you know, look, you know, look at the main map, you know, making your notes, pausing, make note, mm-hmm. like relive. Like it's, well, it, I, is, it is a little bit of job. I don't mind it. It's still sick. I think but, that's where uh, you guys definitely, come in, right? That's, that's like, you guys kind of take the analytics and you, you, you break it down for the average fan. And I think that's, that's kind of what people need to yeah. get into it. Right. Especially um, if you're Toronto, I like, I mean, every mm-hmm. week, Toronto define every week. We, we watch the games twice. So you don't have to, we make the notes. We're pretty big into stats uh, for call of duty. We like access some really cool stats that we can like, look into. And then obviously overwatch has the stats lab, which is like the greatest resource ever. Yeah. So like, I'll spend like, I'll go down a rabbit hole to like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, fucking, like yeah. three o'clock. He's like, take a look at that. <laughs> I'm like, I found this. I'm like, Oh my God. I saw <laughs> I don't, it. I, don't see it. I wake up the next day and I see it <laughs> like three hours ago. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it is a lot of work, uh, but there's like so many resources out there. And I think also joining like discords and, and fan, you know, discussions are always like really important. Um, so yeah, yeah it's a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing um, right now for, yeah, so oh, and I, the last one, sorry, the last thing oh, was we in other games. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the one we're watching right now is Valorant. That's our last thing. We don't know if we're going to go into it. Um, there's an off season coming up. For both Toronto Ultra and Toronto Defiant, along the same time that the Ignition series, Ignition series is going on, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that game same. personally. Putting up some impressive numbers. Um, I don't know how we would do it yet. That's something that I think about probably a little bit too much. <laughs> but if we well, do the third game, it's yeah. it's going to be that. Unless like I don't know, like a new game comes out or like somehow. Toronto, a major Toronto franchise comes out. Like I don't think I don't think Valorant will ever be right. that. Um, but you know, if I will always be a Toronto podcast first. But Valorant is currently the one that I'm does yeah, does most does Overwatch two count as the third? No, game. that will we'll, we're 100 <laughs> percent Overwatch two. That's <laughs> Overwatch two is going to be right there with Overwatch one. I can't wait for Overwatch two. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty God, excited. Let's go. I'm, I'm so stoked for a little story mode action. You know, I've been I've been in story modes lately. Just finished Last of Us two. Oh, that was a sick one. game. Sick. Yeah. Uh, God of War, God of War, played God of War five like last year. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I'm so I'm in story mode. So watch two. Let's get out. I want to play you already. Yeah. <laughs> delivers. I hope it delivers so badly. It can help the game grow uh, so much, but oh yeah, yeah, and and bring a lot of more yeah. people back to it because I think a lot of people have gone off in the past few seasons. And it's 
not even just that. Like, I think it's also, man, like, I think the biggest problem with Overwatch right now is it's mm-hmm. it's really hard for new players to play. Like, if you're a new player coming to Overwatch, you can play rank, you can play quick play, and then you just get stomped on. Like, you like, like the biggest issue is the barrier to entry for your average player. Yeah. You legitimately need, like, an encyclopedia to properly understand Overwatch. There's a lot of stuff to learn and be fresh and like, well, this yeah. is fun. Um, but no, Overwatch 2 will be like, yeah, you can play story mode and like, oh man, I love Lucio's story. Like his, his kit's sick, man. It was so mm-hmm. fun playing his story missions. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. time unranked. And then you already know how to play the character and it just, it's that like path to entry yeah. for new players. No, I, I agree hundred percent. Um, I think I got one more question here before we let you guys go, but, uh, one V one, no scope competition. You, you two who wins. Oh me. It's not even close. <laughs> you for context. <laughs> Um, like up until, up until this point, I've been playing on like a really shitty laptop mm. that like can hold 60 frames at lowest settings. Barely. And on like a, <laughs> like a sick, barely. Yeah. Like 50, 60, I don't shitty 60 Hertz monitor. So like, I haven't had a chance to be able to like even get good at any DPS roles. So let's just put that out there. I just got a new PC though. Like don't ground up from the scratch. The motherboard's fried. So I sent oh, no. out, out of box. It's fried. So I send it back to MSI and I'm waiting on that to come back. Yeah, I will give so, them that. Uh, you never know. Chris gets there with 240 frames per second. You might be able to improve, but at this point in time, I, I feel pretty confident yeah. oh, well, in my ability. We'll, we'll have you guys on and ask you again uh, once his computer is up and running. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> so mad if he, if, he, if he wins it. Yeah, if I lose this, guy, I'm like, I have one thing. This guy talks so much smack. <laughs> <laughs> this guy it if, sounds if like he it. lost it would devastate him. I mean, like look at yeah, him. I've been carrying Chris his, his ego's high on my string. Yeah, honestly, like, hey man, it will help me a lot. Like I guarantee I go from like well, you know, we'll, if you can get up, we'll be, you know, masters in no time. Well, he talks so much smack, he got methods on yeah, the podcast. Exactly. So I guess it's, it's works yeah, somehow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you guys play Overwatch or you guys play uh Call of Duty mostly? Uh I'm I'm more of an Overwatch player to be honest. Uh, what do you mean? So, Anna, nice, respect, off tank, baby. Although I now like it's like only off tanks for some reason, but yeah, yeah, I was a huge Zarya fan. Um, Sigma, Hog, Diva, you know, love that. Good picks, good picks. Yeah, what about you? So, me, um, um, main tank, Ryan, I mean, main tank, okay. Ryan, a little wins, a little winny every once in a while. When I first started Overwatch, I got I got the game and like and then like yeah. copped their drift at, dropped it. During that time, I was a junk and diva main. Oh, filthy junk main. <laughs> Back in the day when he was really weird, no. Open oh yeah, man, I hated him. <laughs> so <good>. hated him. <laughs> I was that asshole. That fucking. Oh, sorry if I'm just saying if you get trapped and uh, mine at the spawn door. Yeah, yeah, every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for coming on. Uh, we'll give you kind of the last uh, 30 seconds, you know, right. shout, shout out your uh, your own content, you know, what, uh, maybe tell people if they're new to your content, I haven't checked it out yet, where should they start? Is it that methods interview? Is it kind of go back? scroll as far as you can start at the start like obviously you guys are pretty yeah. current with no, with so following, uh, yeah. following the league so yeah show, show yourselves out and, and tell people what's the first uh video or link they should be uh clicking on 
us on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, uh, the Overwatch stuff is CA Overwatch, and then the Call of Duty stuff is Ultra. Um, so, you know, come check us out on, you know, do Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And then um, if you want to check us something, yeah, again, if you're a Call of Duty fan, the Methods interview is great. Uh, if you're an Overwatch fan, we had a really cool interview with Agilities, as well as like Adam, who's the co-founder of Overactive Media, or our most recent stuff. I mean, we just previewed, you know, the Defiance upcoming matches, and then we're going to about yeah. to preview the Ultra. If you guys have one Iconics well, so. too on, uh, on our Instagram and TikTok, we like just post like memes and stuff, but we also post like, because like analysis, we do like an under a minute analysis, so, like three keys to victory, stuff like that. If you guys like, like short... Yeah, thanks yeah. for having well, us. Thanks on, for it was a fun time. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, yeah guys. thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah. A... All right. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> so I don't know. See ya. Are you? Do we hang up or are you recording this? I don't know how. I don't know how this works. Yeah, stop record. <laughs> Greg, Greg's uh, producer right now. He's got the record, but <laughs> yeah, look, you know what? Recording? If you guys just hang up, you know I can make one cut at the end. I'll uh, I'll figure it out from there. No, no, we'll, we'll leave all this in. Super awkward outro. Yeah, so we do it. We just I like stop recording because yeah. uh, we're trying to, we're trying to save this. Yeah. You know what? I'll uh, relate some then. music. Yeah, exactly. Please, music. That's the problem. Awesome, guys. Enjoy. See you guys. Yeah, take care.